Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have BWS Johnson of Blooms of Paradise. BWS, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about BWS so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And BWS is a purveyor of terrible puns and artisanal flower arrangements. Brooks' work has appeared in local galleries as juried and permanent art. She is a proud member of Alexandria, Virginia's West End Business Association, and she's addicted to sowing and tending the seeds that bind communities. Blooms of Paradise has been given away the store since 2018. And in 2020, the Commonwealth certified it as a woman-owned micro business. Brooke, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am as nervous as they make me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, as I always say, it's like two friends, uh, you know, talking at a coffee shop and having been to the West End Business Association. I know we've had some of those conversations. So uh, what I wanted to do to kind of kick everything off was just kind of rewind the clock a little bit. Can you take us through what I call your CEO story and let us know about what led you to get started? Sure thing. Basically, I was sick of working for people who were neck deep in franchise rules and fees. They didn't care about their customers. They kind of just clung to that recipe book with both hands. If designers used one more flower than the recipe listed or had to adjust the color of arrangement just a smidge, there was a fit. Mm -hmm. Things were more important than people. So when you have a chain that forces you to try to recreate something that they've pictured on their site, it just doesn't work. Uh, flowers are at their best different times of the year. Storms blow in, wipe out crops. So when you try to recreate it in a paint by numbers situation, everybody is disappointed. I knew when I started out, if I broke away from a franchise and catered to people that loved art, they would reward me with their business. You'll land high-end clients that trust you with their business time. And again, they'll, they'll do it again and again if you steal your clear of average. Absolutely. No, I absolutely love that. And I think that um, um, the creative in me is definitely as cringing when I hear all that just because I, I, I think that there's always room to kind of try different things and kind of, you know, go against what has always been done. And I feel like so many times you continue to kind of do things as they've always been done. That's when you kind of uh, seep into that average uh, kind of level that you kind of spoke to as well. Yep. Avoid uh, at all costs. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so um, now I wanted to ask you for uh, exactly how you serve your clients. Could you take us through exactly what you do with your clients and how exactly that process works? Sure. I connect people through the art of floristry. So you might come to me for a birthday or another event, and I have to listen to you to get my head around what your needs are. So I'm happy to do any sort of arrangement, but I need you to direct me as to what it is. So I'd be delighted to do statement pieces for office lobbies. I do one-time direct deliveries for special clients. I do large scale events. Every sort of consultation is different 
obviously the direct, the single uh, time arrangements are very short. I'd usually ask what their favorite colors are, what their personality is like. There are all sorts of things that can go into my art that you don't need an art vocabulary for that will connect you with the person that's getting your arrangement. Nice. Absolutely love that. And it, it takes so much time to kind of sometimes be able to, it sounds like, and definitely correct me if I'm wrong, translating exactly sometimes what people are saying and what they're interested in, uh, what they want the specific arrangement for, um, to make sure it comes to light in the way that they would have hoped. I always feel like they give me some sort of clue that I wouldn't have had without that email, without that comment, mm -hmm. without that phone conversation. I, I'll just seize on a little detail. It'll come through when the recipient gets it and everybody's happy. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it all matters about at the end of the day, as you talked about kind of that human aspect that I think so many times we forget about in business, but even on a deeper level in life and understanding, as you said, at the end of the day, making sure that everybody's happy. And a lot of times that happens because we're paying attention because we're kind of um, elevating those small details, which end up being big details and make a huge impact and, and take it to the next level. You got it. And the, and the manifestation of everything is important too, mm -hmm. because when you send flowers, you're not just saying, Gresham, I care about you. You're showing it. There's something tangible now. And it makes that relationship even stronger. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when you are taking that time out, as you said, to, to send the flowers, but also know those small um, kind of things that, that make such a big impact. It, it goes beyond just, you know, saying that you care. It shows it on a really um, deeper level. And um, now I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for yourself or your business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? I have to go back and touch on that I avoid sacrificing quality or creativity. Uh, a couple of my first arrangements that I did alone after stepping out of the shops, after stepping out from somebody else's shadow, I was wrestling with myself as an artist because I thought I'm out there, I'm on the East Coast, I'm interested in tropicals, is anybody gonna buy this? And I'm glad that I went with what I love to do instead of what would have made business sense to stick with because people loved what I created. And so I get to do what I love instead of what was paying the bills. And, it, and they end up being the same thing in the end. So why not have both? Absolutely love that. And it definitely seems to be like kind of a common theme in what, we, what we've been talking about because I think so many times when there's a quote unquote model to generating revenue or quote unquote being successful and whatever that might be. Um, so many times when people start businesses, even you know more generally, they'll see what somebody does to be successful and then they'll emulate that and ignoring the things that they're passionate about, ignoring the things um, that uh, they feel like might be a little bit different, uh, but be true to themselves. And so many times we forget that those models often will become stale. And by the time, and if we don't pay attention to those things that are pulling at us, maybe passions or things that we're really excited about us and kind of double down on those. A lot of times we create new models largely based off of those interests and, and following through with that. Absolutely. Um, I resisted getting a physical store for a long time. So when COVID hit, mm -hmm. I did not have the debt of somebody that would have 
a bricks and mortar storefront to worry about. And it puts me in a whole different place uh, at a really hard spot in everybody's lives. And I'm just grateful for that. Yeah, absolutely. And having that foresight to be able to do that. And I think so many times, especially during times like this with COVID and all the the transition, the changes and the disruption, um, being able to be nimble and to make pivots and and not have, like you said, that overhead and the debt, a lot of times that comes with that allows you to be more nimble, to be more creative and of course, make really phenomenal uh, products. And um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? This is going to sound like the most boring thing in my life, but I debrief, I debrief, and I debrief. When people get caught up in a big order or a big event, they live moment to moment in this frenzied state because you got it. You got to make sure that you're satisfying your contracts, that you're delivering on your deliverables, that you're being responsive, that you're being responsible, and your head's really in the game. But when it's complete, when the paperwork's signed, when the check is cleared, when everything's great, a lot of people just move immediately to the next thing and they don't bother to review what they did before. So going back, looking back at that big order and figuring out what you could have done quicker or more efficiency or more efficiently is key. Uh, for me, it gets pretty granular. It gets into stuff so like, hey, did I need 10 packs of Hypericin? Would mm-hmm. five have done the same, given me the same selection, looked as uniform as it would have, that 10 did, because if it did, then I wasted five packs. The better side of that is asking your staff what they would have done differently right then while it's fresh in their minds to make things go quicker or to make things run smoother. What would give them a better state of mind? Because nobody likes that crunch time feeling of being in the weeds, of stressing out, and, and you'll keep the people that you have on hand longer and they'll produce better work for you if they feel like they're really invested if they're really part of the team and their opinion matters awesome 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 so now i wanted to ask you for what i call a ceo nugget so this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice it could be something you would say if you were to hop into a time machine and tell your younger business self i think it's corny, but most of the corny stuff you were taught in school and that your parents gave you as wisdom is true. So rise above, struggle to do something great. If you fall a little short of great, it's better to end up good than average. Uh, Find people that will help you accomplish your goals. When you're giving a 100%, somebody can see that and they'll rush to help you. If you're frustrated all the time and you snap at your employees, you won't have them around too long. Absolutely. No, I love those those nuggets. And I think so many times, as you said, um, we forget, um, like as leaders, especially, that we want to be the person that we would even want to work for. And if you're that person that's always snapping at your employees or snapping at the team members and saying, this isn't done right, that isn't done right, you're not putting yourself in each other, in, in their shoes, then it quickly becomes not a team, just you. And I think when we kind of understand that and and put that at the forefront, but continually understand that 
we will take step after step to get better and improve and go, you know, from, from average to, to good to great and know that that's a process, then I think that gives us a lot of peace and understanding that we can, that it's a journey and not necessarily a one day or overnight thing. Right. Long haul, not short sprint. Exactly. It's all a marathon. And um, now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Brooke, what does being a CEO mean to you? Freedom to create. You're manifesting your own dream versus executing someone else's vision. There's also a responsibility inherent in leadership that you just talked about that falls on you as a CEO. And even as a store manager, you don't feel that weight as heavily. You don't feel the need to come up with employee salaries, with rent, with uh, the cost of the goods, but you take all of that worry and you come up with a hard way of dealing with those problems. And you do the math and you come up with the formula when you stand behind your goods and services and you shelter your staff, success is on the way. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely, you know, love that perspective. And I think, um, as you said so well, like, as from that leadership vantage point, we sometimes forget the impact that we have. But as you mentioned, and the more um, responsibility we take on, a lot of the, the impact that we can have is even greater. So it makes every kind of move and decision and things that we do a lot more with a lot more um, weight, I guess you can say. And, and I think when we understand that, when we, you know, take on that role and take on that challenge, um, it allows us to be really great and make phenomenal impact as well. And impact goes beyond your business. When people mm -hmm. see you helping, they want to help even more. So even though I don't have to, I get in the car, I head to Purcellville, I buy my flowers locally during the summer when I can afford to. When I can't afford that, when it's winter time, I look to Kiva and I try to get those loans out to people in South America because that's where my flowers are coming from everybody gets stronger. It's that collective responsibility that really is addicting. Absolutely. And, and it's infectious as well, too. So I'm glad you, you broke that down, because I think so many times we forget the platform and the opportunity that we have that's at our forefront. And I think sometimes those things that we do, as you mentioned, you know, driving, you know, uh, to get the flowers or impacting the other places around the world, um, we don't we sometimes forget the impact that we can have. And I think that's true leadership and understanding that and taking it at a forefront to be able to take those actions to make that happen. We all have a piece of it. So mm -hmm. do your thing. Exactly, exactly. Well, I, I truly appreciate that definition, that perspective and the reminder. And uh, what I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Uh, for more information about my business, is it's as simple as visiting my website, which is www.bloomsofparadise.com. Feel free to get in touch with me. It's not necessarily tied to buying something. If you have a flower and you can't figure out what flower it is, send me a picture. I'll figure it out, or I'll try to. I'll pass it along to somebody that will. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we will have the links and information in the show notes. And you're serving the DC, Maryland, and Virginia area. Is that correct? 
I serve Northern Virginia, so I'm not qualified in um, Maryland. If I got a wedding or an event, then I'd do the paperwork and go over there. Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you for letting us know that as well, too. So serving the Northern Virginia area. So we will definitely have your links and information in the show notes as well so that everybody can follow up with you, hear about all the awesome things that you're doing and you're able to recreate um, from our mind's eye. And, and, and I truly appreciate that. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Well, thanks very much. And I really appreciate being on your program. I really love the opportunity you gave me. Absolutely. And I'll cut it off here. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.